0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Chuck Bryant. You're lewd, Chuck. What? You're lewd. Oh, I thought you said I'm lubed. (laughs) Well, a little bit of both, Chuck. Great. Yes, so uh, this is Stuff You Should Know. I did did say your full name, didn't I? No, it doesn't matter. I'm just Chuck. Just Chuck. CB. Yeah. LOL. <laughs> so, Chuck, um, did you know that uh, just a couple of days ago, the Earth actually had a near miss with an asteroid? I did hear about that. Someone actually, a fan, wrote in and told me that. I wasn't aware. Yeah. This this asteroid about the size of a 10-story building. We know the height. I don't know the width or depth or anything. but Right. Um, Passed within fifty thousand miles of Earth, which it's NASA close. considers a close call. Right, I believe that is what they call it, or near miss. Sure, same thing. Um, but uh, the the, the there have been closer asteroids. Right, very recently, I think two thousand four, two thousand six, one um, came within five thousand miles. That's close. But the thing was pretty small and wouldn't have done much damage. This one came within fifty thousand miles, which is a fifth of the distance between us and the moon. So it was really close. Yeah, and it was about the same size as the one that um, leveled eight hundred square miles
0: of Siberia in nineteen oh eight. Wow! So it could have been a real problem, right? Right. We need. We should have gotten uh, Bruce Willis and the gang of drillers to go up and uh, explode it with the don't, nuclear. Don't warhead. think
1: they were at the ready. I'm sure, know? he was. Yeah, Ben Affleck too. Yeah, that was a terrible movie. It really was. Mm -hmm. Are we allowed to say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a terrible movie. It was. Thank you, Michael Bay, for that stinker. That's funny that you bring up Michael Bay's name, because he's doing something right now that um, will be out soon, I believe. He may have already finished. He's directing a movie called 2012. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Roland Emmerich directed that film. Well, then we need to update this article, because (laughs) it says Michael Bay. I believe he's producing it. Same thing. Okay. Okay. Michael Bay is. Uh, I worked with to him. This. Let's hear it, Chuck.
0: I can't tell the full story honestly because I would I would most definitely get a phone call from his people. Oh yeah. But yeah, I worked with him on a, a truck commercial at the Grand Canyon. Pretty cool.
1: Very cool. What yes. truck?
0: The Canyon Arrow. Oh, I don't even remember.
1: Oh, okay. So, um, well, I bring up
0: 2012 because that's
1: kind of what we're talking about today.
0: That's right. And Josh, this is another listener suggestion. We're kind of diving into these from uh, Jason of Santa Barbara. Yeah, wanted to hear about the doomsday theories of the year 2012. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thanks, Jason. Uh, let's let's do this, right, Chuck? Yes. Okay. So basically, it's uh, not just the year 2012. Um, there's actually a specific date, December 21st, right? 2012, the winter solstice. And actually, I was on a site called All About 2012, and its sites. 11:11 11, 11 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time, as the the moment when the world's going to end.
0: Really? Yeah, I think I will hold off on buying my Christmas presents that year until the 22nd. You do anyway, don't you? Yeah, true. Yeah,
1: so the, you know the end of the world is
0: not going to. I would feel any mighty foolish if you. I plunked down like several hundred dollars on gifts for my wife and then the world ended.
1: Well, you're not going to need money anyway after the the apocalypse comes. Yeah, that's true. All right, so well, Chuck, December 21st, 2012. This is not an arbitrary date. Right? No. This is actually based on, uh, the Mayan calendar, or one of them. Right? Yeah, they had several. Though, first we should probably say this is, this is actually becoming something of a trend. This, this kind of doomsday prophecy that, uh, December 21st, 2012 is, um, is going to see the end of the world, or at least significant changes. Um, there's all sorts of, uh, groups around the world. Uh, I read an article about one in, uh, Belgium uh led by a guy named uh what's his name? Patrick uh yeah, Patrick. Gerald. Yeah. You heard of him too? Yeah, I read that. He's he's developing quite a following and apparently they uh he and his people have um found a plot of land in Africa in the highlands, I imagine somewhere in Ethiopia, um where they're going to basically hole up and wait and yeah. then
0: come back out and try starting civilization up again. That's what he said. He's stockpiling uh stuff. He quit his job a couple of years ago yep. after he saved up some money and yeah. Yeah, so it's taking it seriously.
1: Yeah, and I mean we're talking probably the thousands of people who are, you know, actively thinking that this is going to happen and maybe making preparations about it, but it seems to uh to be gathering steam the closer we get to 2012, right? Sure. Oh yeah. You, you remember
0: Y2K? I do. I, do you remember what
1: a paranoid time that was?
0: Well, not 90s? for me. No? No, man, I remember and I'm not just saying this now, but I remember at the time saying nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to go wrong. Elevators aren't going to fall down the side of the building, and uh, all our computers aren't going to explode. And I just remember thinking it's just all much ado about nothing. I feel like you were in the minority then. Like, think about it.
1: Remember X-Files? It had a tremendous run, and I think a lot of it was because of the changing over from, you know, one millennia to another. For some reason, we humans attach great significance to a a change in calendar, even though it's a human construct, right? Yeah, true. But I mean, it also, these kind of doomsday prophecies, these, um, fears that the world's gonna end are usually, they usually reflect like our cultural concerns at the time, like Y2K, uh, that fears about that began to grow alongside technology as technology was taking off. Exactly. And like the internet was this huge thing that (laughs) we hadn't really figured out what to do with except to put like really, really dirty porn that involved goats onto, you know? So it seemed like, you know, Y2K, it was a technology-based concern, it's fear. And this 2012 thing, it, it's taking place, it's transpiring um, while we're very, we, we've become a very eco-conscious in an, uh, um, society. Right. Uh, we're aware of our environmental impact, and, and it seems like part of 2000 the, tw- the 2012 movement is kind of this back-to-earth thing. I think uh, I get the sense that a lot of people who are like, I'm going to be prepared, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be one of the lucky people who gets to repopulate Earth. Right. And part of that is knowing how to plant crops and, you know, like Mm -hmm. raise livestock and that kind of thing. Sure. So it seems to reflect the kind of the green consciousness that we have right now. Right. Although the the common thread, of course, is that the world's going to end, right?
0: Exactly. And I think global warming has got a lot of people scared and a lot of the people, the 2012ers, that's good. you like that? Sure. No, a lot of the 2012ers are bring up things like global warming. It's like this is a sign the oceans will boil and, uh, you know, volcanoes will erupt and mm-hmm. mass uh, chaos. No,
1: I, and a critic would say, yeah, volcanoes erupt, you know, fairly commonly. There are earthquakes and there are floods. These things happen, you exactly. know. We don't have enough of a handle on climatology to really say either way, which is, I think, why... Debates like these rage, right? right? Right, Okay, so like we said, the, the, the December 21st, 2012, the date, it's based on a Mayan calendar. It's, that's where it all started. And actually, among, uh, to borrow your term, 2012ers, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a predominant theory that the Mayans, the Mayan civilization, uh, were either aliens or in contact with aliens. Right. And when you kind of start to look at the Mayans, you could, you get an idea of how somebody could say that. They, they, earliest mayan settlement they found um is from 2400 bce and they just kind of lived primitively for a couple of millennia Uh and then out of nowhere there's this sudden birth of ingenuity and insight from the third century to the 10th century ce and um all of a sudden the the mayans like developed this really tremendous understanding of mathematics including zero which you can't Function you can't create a mathematical system without zero. You have to have zero, and it's it's very elusive and rare. Right, and to develop it out of nowhere is really something. Um, they understood crop domestication, really elaborate architecture, um, and you know they became arguably the most advanced pre-Columbian civilization in Meso- Mesoamerica. Almost overnight, historically speaking, right?
0: Yeah, I think they were easily the most advanced. Uh, they had an advanced system of writing. They were the first people to do that. Mm-hmm. They had a recorded history. Mm-hmm. They were the first civilization to record their own history. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Astronomy. Matt, like you said, mathematics. Right.
1: Yeah, and, and one of the other things that they were really, really good at was marking time, especially through calendars. Yes, and, and building th- things. They were, they were good at building things and, um, bloodletting. Big into bloodletting. Really? And human sacrifice. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, but blood, ritual bloodletting as well. Okay. You can't, you can't leave that out. Right. Like, for the person whose blood is being let, it's pretty significant experience, <laughs> I, I imagine, say so. right? Yeah. Uh, and probably for the person who's doing the cutting too, but we'll find out later. Um, so they had, 20 different calendars at least that we know of. Right. Um and actually 5 of them are still kept uh in secret. 5 Mayans today. Yeah, pretty cool. It really kind of makes you wonder what those 5 calendars are counting, right? Um but there there's this there's I guess I call them the big 3 calendars. Yes. The Zolkin, mm-hmm. which is actually a 260-day calendar that actually um parallels uh human gestation. Okay. All about 2012 again that uh, that site. Um, which I found pretty cool. Uh, they basically have a calendar for a pregnancy, right? There's the HAB,
0: H-A-A-B. Yeah, that's 360 days with uh, a five-day period called the Wayeb, mm-hmm. Is that and, correct?
1: Which bas- it's a solar calendar, but it's essentially the same thing as the one that we um, use, the Gregorian calendar yeah, that we use, exactly. right? exactly. And then there's the calendar round, which is a 52-year calendar. Right. And then there's there's actually the big one. This is the one that all of this doomsday stuff is centered around. Right. And
0: uh, it's called, what, the long count calendar, right? Yes, and that's all about the great cycle is what they call it.
1: Yeah, which is a period of 5,125.36 uh, years. Yeah, very specific. Yeah, um, uh, approximately, right? Yeah. Um, and we know that this date of December twenty first, 2012, is the end of this great cycle. Exactly. Thanks to the conquistadors. Uh-huh. So they show up and just completely subjugate and, and commit genocide against the Mayans. Some of them are left alive. Um, and actually, there was one Mayan scholar who uh, adopted the Gregorian calendar uh, in conjunction with the long count calendar and started recording the same dates on both. Oh, right, yeah. And so eventually, um, some scholars went back and started comparing dates and found the pattern and finally determined that the last beginning of, or the beginning of the last great cycle was August 13th, 3114 BCE. Right. And, you know, uh, 5,125 years after that point, is. Point
0: 0.36. 0.36. Would be years. December 21st, 2012.
1: Yep. So that's how we know that the the Mayan calendar is going to reset itself on that date.
0: Right. But I think it's now is where we should note that the Mayans did not say this was the end of the world. It was a restarting of the Great Cycle, and they, I believe, had gone through three other Great Cycles. Is that correct? So far, yeah. Yeah. So they didn't think it was going to be the end of the world. This is uh, something that other people have kind of put on it. And apparently
1: we're, uh, as far as the Mayans are concerned, uh, we're extraordinarily lucky to live through the end of a great cycle and the beginning of another one. It's a time of really good luck. Right. It's a time to celebrate. Exactly. It's not really a time to stock up on bottled water. Right. You know? <laughs> Evaporated milk. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so. That's kind of one of the fatal flaws, I think, in uh, this the whole uh, 2012 doomsday prophecy is that the very people whose calendar it's based on didn't necessarily believe this, right?
0: Well, right, but uh, the reason, and uh, you know, I, I did a little more research too, and a lot of Mayan scholars are really upset about this, that it casts them in in a negative light, and they're saying this is not all accurate, this is not at all accurate. Sorry, and Mayans didn't believe this, and this is something we put on it. Because of the, uh, it ends with a winter solstice. That's the key, right?
1: Right. There, there are a couple of things that, uh, doing research, I found slightly unsettling. Let's hear them. And I, I, okay, can I tell you a quick Y two K story? Yeah. I wasn't big into it either, but I'm kind of one of those. I was a, a Cub Scout for a little while. Never made it to Boy Scouts because I thought respecting your elders just because they're old—that's a stupid concept—and I quit. <laughs> um, but I was a Boy Scout long enough to learn to prepare just in case. So on um, December 31st, 1999, I was at Phillips Arena at a widespread panic show, and had you wow. followed me back to my van, uh-huh. you would have found <laughs> a 410 shotgun, some shells, my dogs, some water, and a couple of other supplies, and I was ready to go to the Georgia Mountains just in Are case. Are you serious? I'm very serious. You're kidding. Yeah. No? A younger, um, much more out of it Josh- Uh, made that decision. But hey, if it had happened, I would have, I would have, you know, been fine. I was at,
0: uh, the Gravity Pub in East Atlanta that night. Were you? Mm -hmm. Great place. Ringing in the New Year. That's great, Chuck. A plug for the Gravity Pub. (laughs) Seriously, and Phillips Arena.
1: Um, so, (laughs) come to Atlanta. We've got at least two things for you to do. Right. Um, so, my point is, is that I'm not necessarily a really, uh, nervous person about stuff like this. Um, I I am prepared. I'm probably not going to do anything for December 21st, 2012, except maybe throw a party. Right. But there are a couple of things, like I said, doing research that I found that were kind of weird about December 21st, 2012. One of them is that on that date, the winter solstice, the sun is actually going to be, on that one day, at the center of the Milky Way. Yep. The last time
0: that happened was about twenty six thousand years ago. Right. And apparently, only happens every twenty six thousand years.
1: Yeah. Or so, so. And we're talking like a day. This is this will it will be uh-huh. in that position for a day. Yeah. And probably not even the whole day. At eleven eleven, maybe even who knows. Right. I found that a little significant. Um, and then another is that uh, we are actually beginning a new sunspot cycle. This is something that actually, if you read some of the uh, 2012 literature um, they they keep talking about sunspots and, and sunspots and how it's going to create you know severe climate change and imbalance in, in earth processes right and on july 31st 2006 uh, NASA astronomers found a backward sunspot uh, meaning that it was polarized in the wrong direction from south to north rather than a line north to south it appeared on the sun right and it's basically a planet-sized magnet and they've been waiting for it because it's it signals the start of a new solar cycle uh-huh okay um and when that happens, we have like proton storms, and it actually messes with the earth's magnetic field right these happen um uh oh, I don't know every 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 few years i think a new there's a few year period between solar cycles um so it's not that significant, but it could have a big effect right. The thing is is the Earth's so magnetic field right now is in the process of reversing it is did you Did you read about this
0: I did, and I know that twenty ers think that pole reversal might be one of the significant events, as in sunrises in the west, mm-hmm. sets in the east. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing,
1: and actually, it is. I I read on uh, Science Daily uh, of that we're about in about probably twelve hundred years, they're saying it's going to reverse, and it happens randomly. And they know that it's reversed through uh, some very clever techniques. They find ancient lava flow, Uh and lava because of its uh, composition aligns itself with magnetic north. It flows right, right. So whatever direction it's flowing in, it basically leaves like a line of this is where magnetic north was on this day. And if you can date that lava flow, then you know wow. right then, uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of years ago, that's where magnetic north was, right? Wow. So they're finding now um, that that the, the um, magnetic field on Earth is reversing. And this only happens about every 780,000 years. So all these things are kind of significant. And I can understand how somebody who uh, is very concerned about war, famine, pestilence... And it is, you know, conceivably into the end of the world. Disease. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Who um, could kind of take all this information in and say, yep, yeah, December 21st, 2012.
0: Right. So I'm going to be in a bunker in Ethiopia. I, I see your point, Josh. But most uh, serious scholars say there's nothing to it. And uh, I didn't find any mainstream scientists who endorsed anything like this. Everyone I ran across is like, no, 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 no. This is not going to happen. Right. And in fact, they call it. A lot of them just call it out as downright irresponsible to spread something like this. Not not only that, but a, a
1: way to make uh, quick money too. I think well, it was sure. another criticism I saw. Oh yeah. So will the world really end in 2012? I'm going to go ahead and say probably not, because humanity is far too blemished to get off that lucky.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's an interesting point of view. I don't think it's going to end at 2012 either, Josh.
1: Okay, we're in agreement, Chuck. We typically don't give our opinions,
0: but darn it, that's mine.
1: Yeah. And um, anybody out there stocking up for 2012 and listening to this podcast, more power to you. Sure. You will have the last laugh if the world really does end.
0: As we usually say, to each his own, yeah. and uh, or her own. And uh, if that's what you believe,
1: then yeah, stock up. Yeah, Chuck. That's one of those podcasts that now that we've done it, it stays done. I don't understand that. You don't have to. Okay. You'll find <laughs> out no. on December twenty first, two thousand twelve. Oh, you rat. So uh Chuck, we're big time now. Yeah. And I wanna I think I think we should express this. We Oops. have a spoken word album. For the love of God, Chuck, we have a spoken word album right. available for sale
0: on iTunes right now. Let's let's discuss. Uh correct, Josh, it's the Stuff You Should Know, Super Stuffed Guide to the Economy. Beautiful. And what we tried to do is break down economics and the economy in a way that uh, the layman can understand. Because we're laymen as well. Exactly. We learned a lot. We think you'll learn a lot. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. I am too. I think it's worth four bucks. I do too. And Jerry, our producer, did an outstanding job with the sound design. It's much different and very special. We would
1: be nowhere without her. No. So you guys can find that
0: on iTunes.
1: All you have to do is type super stuffed into their handy search bar. And from my experience, it's the first thing that comes up. And have at it. I wouldn't click on anything else that said super stuffed. Let's put it that way. Agreed, Chuck. Agreed. And uh, while we're at it, while we're just plugging away, let's talk about our blog, too. Which, frankly, I've come to be pretty proud of. I wasn't sure about
0: the blogging thing at first. and you now, I'm like, now yeah. i like, I get this. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, have a blog now called Stuff You Should Know. Mm-hmm. And you can access it through the homepage on the right-hand side there at HowStuffWorks.com. And, uh,
1: we post twice a day. One of us posts. I post in the morning. Chuck posts at night. Both of them are well worth reading. And Chuck likes to do a little recap on Fridays of the uh, podcast, the weekend in podcasting.
0: And we will answer you. We chat with the folks. Yes. And uh, we follow up. And it's a good way to, to reach us. Yeah. But Chuck likes to interact with you guys more than
1: I do because he likes to show off his cool guy hat right. in, in his photo that pops up every time he, he posts something so right. so ask us to come out and play and we will Whew. okay so relief yes we, we got the uh, spoken word album knocked out we got the blog knocked out you know what that means it's time for yes
0: LM but listener mail listener mail right Josh this is significant because today is the day where we retire haiku theater Thank Did everyone hear that? We are retiring Haiku Theater. We love your haikus, and you can still send them if you want, but we're not going to read them anymore. Agreed.
1: Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> okay, so Chuck, let's do it. This is the final. Um, can we get, uh, Jerry, maybe a drum roll in here?
0: Right, and I should say that one of the reasons we're retiring is because we received the best haiku ever, and it cannot be topped. So. Great. I'm so looking forward to this one. All right, so here we go. Um, Nathan of Akron, Ohio says, I'm a CPA, anesthesiologist, man, they make some loot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Belinda, who doesn't say where she's from, says, haiku and search bar, no article for learning. I had to Google. So I think she was expecting an article on haikus. Okay. Uh, David, who is an LVN, which I believe is a nurse, says, frozen mist on ground. The railing has lots of holes. It's a long way down. He's referring, of course, to Niagara Falls. Gotcha. Uh, Jesse, I'm going to read this one pretty quickly. Odin has an eye. Valhalla is in Asgard. I do not know why. Thor has a hammer. Heimdall, nine moms and white god. Please enlighten me. Balder dreamt his death. His mom, Frigg, dreamt it as well. Mistletoe? Who knew? (laughs) Venom on Loki. Forseti and his justice. How does this all fit? There I have no idea how it fits. Norse
1: mythology in haiku. That was gorgeous.
0: We have one that just came in today from Ryan and uh, I was going to not use it, but I told him I would make a joke about him being a hack poet. Okay. So here we go. And you did. You fulfilled your obligation. Urban exploring, squatting, best place to get shot. Yes, I am smarter. Keep up the great work. I'll continue to listen. Knowledge is power. Is that, was that in haiku form? Yeah. Okay. Uh, two more Cassie in Minneapolis is getting married this June and we wish her all the best and yeah. she does a dance uh, she says Stuff Podcast Delight when I get a new podcast I dance at my desk
1: good luck Cassie, Cassie and your groom
0: and now the last one ever folks that you will ever hear from my mouth this comes to us from Austin from Fort Worth Texas and he has this to say uninvited guests at night they in my food Los Cucarachas. Tell me their secrets. One podcast to rule them all. Los Cucarachas. And that was the best haiku I've ever heard in my life. Wow. From uh, Austin. So thank you, Austin. Congratulations, Austin. You just ended Haiku Theater forever. So thanks, Austin. That was awesome, awesome, awesome. Agreed. Los Cucarachas. And thanks to everybody who sent us in haikus. Please stop now. We love your creativity, but too much of a good thing, and uh, we'll move on. We'll think of something else creative you guys can do for us. Agreed. So uh, in the meantime, if you want
1: to just say hi, tell us that um, we said something wrong, or send us anything. Um, I, I believe one of them was uh, Shakespearean sonnets were, were an idea, an iambic pentameter. That was uh, Jonathan Strickland, our colleague at Tech Stuff's idea. Uh-huh. Uh, anything you want to do, just just let us know that you're out there. Um, send an email to us at stuffpodcasts.com.